Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Craft Heads Podcast. This is episode 117 of the podcast where my best friend and I, Alex, talk about nothing. And we normally introduce new craft beverage to the listeners at home and have a topic to talk talk about every single night. What's our topic tonight? We have a few things. So first of all, this is probably... We're recording on December 15th. Uh, this will be the last one that Tommy and I are doing. Tara and I might squeeze one in over the holidays. Maybe you'll wind up doing one with a friend in Tampa. But this will be the last one for me and Tommy. And of this godforsaken shit-ass year yes. of 2020 where you got married. Yes. That was <laughs> the best part of it for me and Tara. But um, the top, we had a couple of things. We wanted to do a follow-up. This is a typical bullshit spit of Vitsy episode. Uh, we're going to do a follow-up to... Tommy's experience at a restaurant called Gun Show here in Atlanta. It's supposed to be one of the best in the city. Um, random musings about the show Dave on mm-hmm. Hulu, which is amazing. We're mm-hmm. both Lil Dicky fans. Yeah. Tommy's an OG one. And what was it? Oh, Spotify Wrapped. Yeah. Yeah, because we did that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I, we haven't asked any questions about Spotify Wrapped, so it'll be a, a, a good surprise to yes. both of us. And also... Um, we said we have craft beverages, and technically this qualifies. Yeah. Did you know Sam Adams is, I'm pretty sure they're still independent. Oh, good. I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure? I'm sure enough to say it on the podcast, and don't think I'm going to have to edit this out. Okay. Well, you look it up later and let me know. <laughs> yeah, good old uh, Sam Adams winter lager. Tommy's drinking. The only reason uh, I'm not is because Tara and I have treated our bodies like trash the past few weeks. We were just down in Florida uh, drinking and eating savagely. And I was like, Hey, let's do one meal a day and no alcohol for four days. And I lost like three pounds already. Nice. It's just getting off the water weight already. Just getting off of alcohol and the, it's a two, two hour window we've been doing. So it's great to eat just Mm -hmm. a two hour window. Yep. I've never done one that big. I mean, it's easier than fasting. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Still it's good stuff, man. I'm a, I guess I'm going to cheers with my fingers. That's oof. Do I have anything that I can do? What about this? Oh, that's, that was, <laughs> so that was weak. even worse. Uh, this is my first sip of the Sam Adams Winter Lager, so I'll let you know what I think. That was me. It's horrible. Do you like it? No, it's it's good. A winter it's lager, a solid winter lager. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I've always I've enjoyed that since college. I, I remember the old bottles had like a I think it had a like a a Christmas tree and a hearth on it. It was awesome. I'm actually, uh, lately I've been very much into lagers. Like if I'm going to a, a craft brewery, you know, just an independent brewery or anything, I always try the lager first. Yeah. I used to always be an IPA guy. Like, let me try their IPA, but I just really enjoy lagers lately. I, I don't know. I think they're better. <laughs> it, it is possible to have too much IPA for sure. Like I love IPAs. You and I both do, but mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's all I'm drinking, you know, whenever you go get like a sampler pack and five out of the six beers are IPAs and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. So it is nice to be more of an equal opportunity beer swiller. Yeah, for sure. And it's good. I, good. I've, I've always been a, oh, I'd, I'd like to always have Oktoberfest on hand for Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out there because I love Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, Sam Adams has a couple of good staple seasonal beers mm-hmm. and they blur the line between Pond and pool, yeah. As we say, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with gun shows, Spitta. Okay. So uh, Claire used to watch Top Chef and told me about uh, an, a season of Top Chef where there were a couple Atlanta uh, chefs on the show who made it pretty far. Both of them actually. 
it was Eli, I can't remember his last name, and Kevin Gillespie, who we'll be talking about here. Uh, he's the owner of a restaurant called Gun Show in Atlanta. Um, and the premise of the restaurant is basically he has 10 uh, gourmet chefs, no, no real sous chefs in the kitchen. They're all, you know, bona fide chefs that uh, cook one dish every night and bring it to your table and tell you about the dish and you share the dish with somebody. It's a tasting course. It's like 10 courses, 11 courses. I want to say it was 11 whenever Claire and I went, but um, we've been trying to go for about a year, but then COVID fucked everything and we finally got to go. And in in preparation, we had been watching the, the whole season with Kevin on Top Chef. And uh, he's a real nice guy. He's like, his his roots are just like simple Southern cooker cooking. Uh, while other people are like really into the artistry and putting weird ingredients together to make them all taste better. Kevin was more about like, I like to cook simple meat and just make the flavors perfect. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the notes that he got the entire season where Kevin, Kevin, like his, his presentation is never better than anybody else's, but his flavors always the best. Mm-hmm. So I was like really excited. I liked, I liked the guy and we finally got to go and it was a hundred dollars for uh, per person for Claire and I to get this 10, 10, 11 course um, meal, which by the way, I got a shout out real quick. I think as good as the food was, my favorite part of the meal were the cocktails. Mm. Yeah. So that's it, right. You did mention that to me. I'll, I'm going to pull up the pictures I have here so I can try to remember what I had. Um, Claire had like a habanero uh, whiskey sour kind oh, on of the, on the right. On the left, oh really? Is, a, is like a habanero whiskey sour. It might it might have been more bourbony than okay. than whiskey, but yeah. um, f- amazing, amazing cocktail. And I got like a mezcal tequila. Uh, you know, I, I can't. I don't even remember what else was in it, but that was the base spirit. Cool. And um, it's the like presentation, smoky boy. Yeah, it was really like- smoky. But those right off the bat, I was like, I'm gonna love this place. Yeah. And then our first three courses were delicious. We had like, um, uh, oh, by the way, six out of like 10 of the dishes were fish-based and Claire doesn't eat fish. Ooh, that's right. But she, she like a champ, took a, like relatively big bites of everything and like a lot, a few bites of a lot of some of the dishes, especially the first one, which was like a crab, like a fried crab ball or fried like a lobster ball or something like that. Like a Rangoon almost? Um, sorts? This was it. Okay. Does that help? Interesting. You, uh, I know the you can listeners can't see that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So um, that first it's dish cool. was really, really good, <laughs> and I planned on taking pictures for every single one, and I didn't get to, and I'll explain why in a couple seconds for you listeners. I'm excited. The first one was really great. The second one was like a cauliflower nutty. Uh, that's that's an egg yolk salad. Um, really mayo-y and delicious. Yeah, creamy looking. Very mm, creamy. Creamy. Um, and then the third was like this, uh, this is an amberjack fish That's with good stuff with like a, uh, a dark heavy dressing on it. And you know, everything was plated beautifully. And then we got to this fourth dish, which I was really excited about when they put it down. And by the end of it, I haven't seen this yet. And by the end of it, I wanted to throw up. It was a pulpo dish. Oh no. I know. That's octopus in Spanish for all of you. Uh, <laughs> Alex and I have a thing where we say languages pulpo to each other all pulpo. the time. So this was it. It had so these are sunchokes. It had fried sunchokes. This is the 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 pulpo. These are like dried seaweed crisps. I already hate it. That that the dried seaweed shit 
I can't stand the smell or taste of it. And, and oh, you've had it before. In like they put it in ramen. Uh-huh. Like whenever yeah. it's dry, whenever the seaweed meets the the broth, the smell is nauseating. To yeah. Me. Oh, so, baby, that okay. So I told you three out of four of the ingredients. The final ingredient was the one that kind of put it over the top. Already, I told you everything was like sun choke, dried seaweed, pulpo. Everything's really salty. And then they have these crispy, like burnt olive crisps. And olives, so Claire is not an olives fan. And I've said since we started dating that she's turned me away from olives. I don't like olives anymore. And I, because the taste. This one, this one did you in. It did. <laughs> so first of all, the, the first three dishes she didn't eat much of. I ate most of everything because they were like fishy dishes. And then we got to this one. I had to eat all of it or most of it. And by the end of it, I considered standing up and going to the bathroom and puking. Oh my God, dude. Okay, so wait a minute. What was the pulpo like? The pulpo was the only good part of okay, it. Okay, but it was good? <laughs> it was good, yeah, it okay. was, yeah. Which was unfortunate that it was dressed up with all these horrible other things. And what are sunchokes? So, I, I feel like a nub. Yeah, I didn't really know either, but they're, um, they're basically like soupy or like gelatin-like artichokes. In my opinion, that's what, mm. at least like that's how they were cooked in this dish. I don't know if how, that's how they always are, but they were like gelatin on pulpo with these super salty seaweed crisps and these olives that were burnt, which was just really a disgusting. Yeah, dish. to me, there's really only one way to eat olives, and it's like pickled. Mm-hmm. You know, like in a and now you can get really really good high quality ones. I'm not talking about like fucking the black ones, just in the oh, what's the red. A can. Oh, the brand? It's like Lucy's or Lacey's. I can't or remember, something. but I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. And I do, if I'm going to eat olives, black olives are the way to go nowadays because they're like the the mildest of all. Yeah, of those are def- they are definitely the the mild, mildest. I like the Kalamatas and the, the crazy ones, but like eating them as antipasto, mm. uh, eating them as antipasto, not, not burnt. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Get that at all. I think these were just burnt green olives. That's what they had the taste of. But. Mm. I, I mean, I don't fault anybody who made this dish. I mean, I can see why some people would like it, and especially if you were sharing it with four people and having small portions, but I had to eat most sure. of it myself. Yeah. And um, the rest of the way, I was like a little sick to my stomach, so I didn't get many more <laughs> pictures, but the food was fantastic the rest of the way. And I think the Claire's favorite thing in the end, besides the cocktails, was they had like a banana pudding, uh, which was just... The bomb. It was so good. Did you happen to figure out what the I, I kept were? saying like Lucy something something. It's Lindsay. Uh Lindsay. Lindsay. That's, that's the You were close. Like, yeah, it was close. But yeah, dude, so it all the food was really good after that, but it sucks that you already basically had your stomach turned and you were like full at that point. And I had to eat like six more dishes. That's that's a lot. I remember Tommy called me and uh gave me sort of the rundown, not not even as many details as he just did. But a couple of days afterward, oh, he, he thought his stomach was like permanently fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like smaller. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, in in a weird way, it's like it wasn't digesting properly because the next day I had like a small bowl of chili and that was it. And by the end of the small bowl of chili, I was full as full as I was the day before. So I, I mean, either I was just like I had like some mild case of food poisoning, and my stomach was like, whoa, 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 hold on, fuck mm-hmm. you. I know I've dropped a lot of F-bombs, but I'm feeling it tonight. Fuck it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I I mean, by the end of the meal, I told Alex that I was, and Claire, uh, 
that was the second most full I've ever been in my life, besides one time in Italy when I was hanging out with an Italian grandmother who didn't speak English and just kept telling me to munja. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that seems to be like a general thing over there. Which yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, that's uh, I definitely want to go. I'm sure Tara would be interested. But uh, yeah, I can't. I. I I know it sounds negative, but highly recommend this yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I mean, really, it was it was one dish that yeah. was that was not good for you. And I think that COVID has kind of messed things up because normally when you go, you sit in like a community style bench seating, mm-hmm. and and the chefs bring it over and they ask you if you want this dish, and if you say yes, then they charge it to your bill. So but, it's more dim sum style, yeah. or it used to be, and now it's like a pre what is it prefix? Or yes, pre fee. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I think for COVID, just so yeah. they can minimize interaction. Yeah, and you know, germs and whatnot. Okay. So yeah, that was my gun show experience. Give it a shot. Kevin shout out if you are listening and your chef, I'm sure did a great job on the dish, but just wasn't to my liking. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't your cup of tea and that's all right. Um, so that Dave, should we, should we move on to, yeah, we'll wrap with Spotify wrap. Yeah, for sure. Random topic as hell. I mean, so is everything else craft heads related, but there's, uh, the little Dicky show on Hulu called Dave, Tommy, and anybody who knows me, they know me well that, like, don't try and get me to watch a TV show because I won't watch it. And it's, <laughs> I have, like, this, it's almost like a de facto rule. Once I have three different people tell me to watch a show, there's, like, no chance of me watching it. It's, it probably happened with a dozen shows this year. Uh, Tommy was the only person to tell me about Dave. And I was like, damn it, I can't tell him no because he was the first one. So uh, I did, I watched one episode, I think, at your house yeah. one night. And... I enjoyed it and a couple parts actually made me laugh and it's, it's really, it's amazingly bite-sized, you know, like what, 25 minutes, probably something like that. And, um, I watched a couple more, you know, just sporadically at home and I forgot about it for weeks, maybe months. Mm -hmm. And I picked it and I remember Tara like claimed she was never like a big fan. And when I picked it back up, I watched two episodes and Tara was like, all right, I'm, I'm, it's funny. Like, yeah. I'm kind of into this. And then we finished off. It was it was only like 10 episodes, right? There's, yeah. There's what one. made you pick it back up after the two-month layoff? I, I was, you know, doing the typical COVID scroll uh-huh. through a streaming service. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this show exists. Yeah. And every episode makes me laugh out loud at least one time. Yeah. In many cases, more. Yeah. I love the characters. I mean, I love Lil Dicky anyways. I think he's really cool. And, and I, I bet that show is it's closer to his life than most people probably even think. Yeah. If I had to take a guess very much like it's basically a, a white rapper version of Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. It's true. I'm sure Larry is just like that in real life. Yeah. I mean, it's a reimagination of similar to his life. Yeah. Very much so. And they're both in entertainment, but, um, honestly, I think it's the, some of the sharp wit and the characters, mm-hmm. dude. I I love Gaeta yeah. so much. Gaeta's great. <laughs> he is just my favorite. He's yeah. amazing. Els is also really funny. My favorite line, I think, in the whole show was in the... I think it was in the second episode, maybe the third. But uh, Els is Lil Dicky's producer. And he's in the, in the studio with them. They're going through some beats. And... Lil Dicky's like, oh, that one's too urban. And Els just snaps back at him and says, what are you, a politician trying to describe black people? Fuck you. <laughs> and like The way he said it and just so fast was 
incredible. Yeah. But it, and it's just like little lines like that throughout the show. Um, confession: I have a small crush on Dave's girlfriend. Yeah, she's cool. She, she's very attractive. Yeah. I've never. I don't know her from anything else. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't what think she's she. In. I, oh wait, I did look it up. Um. Because I wanted to know if that was his real girlfriend in real life. Because you know we were sure. talking about the reimagination of his yeah. life, um, and she's in like one other thing or got like one other role from this that I don't know if it's even been released yet. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I know that there was a lot of talks about like ooh we like this girl she's cool yeah give she, her more roles yeah 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 she she was really good in it uh, Mike the the finance well the the friend turned manager yeah. Um, the reddest hair ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's a little bit, a little more mellow and chill and, and like funnier in the first half of the season. And then he gets more high strung and like, he does a good job, frankly. Yeah. For, for little Dickie. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just rambling over here. What yeah. Are, no, what are some I, of your thoughts? there's, there's two things or three things that like really stick out to me about the entire season. One was the, the sex episode uh, where he's like, he's like setting up his masturbation. Yeah, they're talking thing. about their kinks. Yeah, yeah. In, in the beginning, he like, he what the fuck is up? He has like a doll. He has like a doll that he fucks. Oh my God, that was so funny. And he's got, <laughs> and to clean the doll, he uses like a twig with toilet paper on the end. <laughs> it's so inefficient. And like, that what is never work? And but why? Yeah. <laughs> It's insanity. So that that's something that always sticks out with me. And that episode ends amazingly with um, his manager opening up the garage while him and his girlfriend are about to have sex. And, and, well, she does milking yeah. for him. <laughs> milking kind of style porn. Yes. Um, and then the, the very last episode, two things. The opening, he is... Dave is releasing his first single or like showing his first single to the label that picked him up. And it's all about, it's like a 10 minute song of him mm-hmm. going to prison. And it's just the raunchiest, craziest story ever. Very typical in his kind of fashion of rapping, which if you like storytelling rap and funny rap, that's kind of like his thing, but he's really good at it. Um, I won't spoil it because that's like one of yeah. the climaxes of the show, but also the end where he's like on the radio and doing a rap for Charlemagne, the God on whatever that XM radio Breakfast station Club. is. Breakfast Club, yeah. yeah. And he's uh, doing that rap because that was a really solid rap. Yeah, it was so good. And and I think the either the first or the second episode uh, has like a freestyle, well, you know, in the show, yeah. rap of his yeah. whenever he's in the studio. With That's the first YG. episode, yeah. Yeah, so I like how they kind of came full circle with that. Yeah, that was really agreed. Awesome. And that, that was also a really great freestyle. None too. of that dry shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's funny because... I don't keep up at all with modern rap. There's, but there are a lot of quote big names mm-hmm. in that show. Like uh, I, I couldn't name a single song. Trippy Red is in it. Yeah, um, Young Thug is in it. Oh, I, I, I did love Thugga in there. And whenever he's smoking, you know, and Lil Dicky's upset because he thinks Thug's gonna make him sick. Yeah, he keeps talking to him, and he's like, "It was really great to meet you, though." Thug just goes, "He's like, get out of here, man." He's <laughs> like, "Get the fuck out of here." It's, like, it's really funny. It's good. But yeah, Dave is an awesome show and it's a super easy, quick watch and it has been renewed for a second season. So uh, I am in rare form saying looking forward to it. Yeah, same. Agreed.
Uh, um, quick shout out. Yeah. I know that you've heard too many times about this show, but Claire and I finished the season two of The Boys, mm-hmm. which is getting a lot of traction now on Amazon. And since you're not going to watch, I have another scene that I want to show you. Let's hear it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, you're going to show me. It's a okay. big spoiler for okay. the show. So, okay, fair enough. But it's a really great scene. And I got to give good old friend uh, Josh Simon props because he told me about that like forever ago. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously, I want to say it was close to a year ago or something like that. And uh, I told Tommy that I had watched one scene before. And when I described it, Tommy knew exactly what I was talking about. Something with like lasers coming out of eyes and blowing up a baby or something. But it was, and then Tommy showed me another episode that was pretty wacky. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot it, of great, a lot of great, unique, goofy deaths in that show. Yeah, uh, and very R rated. Yeah, just if you're into like graphic scenes, good COVID quarantine fare. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we move on, and we're talking about bullshit media, um, we watched a couple really good movies lately on netflix one rust creek okay uh scary it's a mystery thriller Mm. close to about two hours uh i think the just the image like the artwork on netflix makes it look like it's gonna be a shitty horror movie it is not Mm -hmm. it's a very well done mystery thriller like i said rust creek um a lot good suspense it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know how else to put it other than it's a really good movie if you're like squeamish or anything, you don't have to worry. It's not like, a, it, again, it looks like a slasher film. It's not just a very good movie. You got to be in the mood for that genre. And then one that I would say is a little bit scarier is called Sweetheart. And it it's it's an amazing length. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Perfect. You know that. I just, I love a good quick movie. Um, the setup, the premise, and over half of the movie will have you on the edge of your seat they nail the suspense. It, it is a little bit, like I said, scarier, more on the horror side eventually. Um, if you had to choose one of the two. Uh, so you're not overloading our listeners, slash me. <laughs> if you want something, if you want the scarier of the two, go with Sweetheart is the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you want the better of the two, I would go with Rust Creek. So if you were giving an Oscar out to one of those two movies, you had to, it would be Rust Creek. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but for a couple reasons, I don't want to spoil too much. But um, the sweetheart wound up be also being woven in with a lot of, I'm just gonna say, it, annoying and on the nose social commentary. Oh, okay. So I was kind of like, oh, here we go. You know, mm-hmm. one of those things. But uh, it, it was a very good movie, well worth watching, especially for an hour and twenty minutes. And we watched The Lighthouse, too, but that's not on Netflix. But that was fucking freaky. Same director as The Witch, but not as good as The Witch. So, not net- But it had Willem Dafoe and Robin pa- Robert Pattinson. Robin Patterson. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to watch a wacky, absurd, black-and-white, horror-esque mystery thriller, then Jeez, The Lighthouse is That was you. a lot of adjectives. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was weird. But those are the three movies we watched recently. I've got, since we're on MovieCast, uh, I, I have did two a- more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to go with movies. I just am going to say something, and you can tell me about them after air, or you can put them I'm on not, the podcast. I'm not going to tell anybody about them. We finally saw the last two Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. Far right. From Home and Homecoming. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. So good. Far From Home was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I saw Far From Home. I can't remember if I saw Homecoming. I know you had asked me, but um, I can't remember when I... Homecoming's the first one. Okay, I saw Homecoming then. I didn't see Far From Home. Far From Home is maybe twice as good. 
Oh my God, is it good? I'll ask you about it afterwards because I, totally. I I vaguely remember I watched that's it on the one flight. with Mysterio. Yeah, I saw it. I okay, did. that 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 one. They're both excellent, but man, was I. We all loved that movie. So. On MovieCast. I'm done. <laughs> Good. Um, on MovieCast, I gave Claire a challenge quiz to if she could name uh, five out of... I'm sorry. I think it was 10. I said, if you can name me 10 out of the last 20 years Oscar winning Best Picture movies then I would give her a prize. It was a prize named at the time. I won't reveal it on air. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm wondering, do you think you could do that? Not I, saying let's try it, but I'm just wondering. Did already do this on the last episode? Did I? I First of all, we've had this conversation. I don't know if we had it on the podcast. Oh. Well, sorry if I'm, we're repeating it. We'll have to check and maybe edit this out. Um, I... I remember that I might be able to get half of them and probably not. Okay. Be, well, you know, you know how it is because the one typically the ones that win are like, okay, yeah, like I haven't seen it. I know it's critically acclaimed, blah, blah, blah. And I thought when I was like, I didn't think that I could do something like this, but looking through the list, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I remember hearing about this. I remember yeah. knowing about this. I've seen this, you know, it's yeah. all good stuff. So, your question, though, I'm not, I'm not going to try, but you said five of the last ten. In I the said past ten, ten of the last twenty. Ten of the last twenty. Yeah. Okay. If she could get ten in the last twenty, I think she got like seven. Yeah. Six. I, I am. I'm always interested whenever I see a movie has a ton of awards and stuff, but I don't follow the awards. I don't mm. know what wins number one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what all that stuff is. Yeah. I hate all that shit. And speaking <laughs> of awards, they just had the game awards. Um, and uh, that was something I was slightly interested in because there's a lot of games that I prospectively am going to play when my PC's built. Nice. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. We'll definitely have to do a, a video game podcast at some point. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. I Because you don't play video games anymore. Yeah. With me. Halo. <laughs> um, we uh, Monopoly. Yeah, and Monopoly. We did we ever do a final? I don't think we ever did a Final Fantasy VII podcast, which is kind of crazy. For the, but I mean, you didn't play it, so mm. that could be something that Tara and I could do. Maybe my brother is the biggest fanboy in the world of it. And uh, are you guys going home for Christmas? Uh, yeah, we we sh- we're planning to go up north, so that that actually could be something that winds up happening. But uh, yeah, I haven't played a ton of new games. I played Doom Eternal, which you, I loved. You guys could really do, good. um, you and Mike could do a, uh, Final Fantasy and a Dark Souls cast since he's, yes, because I, after begging my brother to embark on the Souls journey, I finally was like, Michael, you're, you're just gonna have to play it. I'll buy it for you and everything else. I walked him through it like we, he streamed on Twitch and I helped him and everything and I knew it wouldn't take long once you get, you know, to a certain point, the hooks are in him, and he absolutely loves it. And I was like, yeah, well, welcome to Souls. Yeah, so, welcome to our world. Yeah, exactly. So what was the last thing? I can't remember. Spotify wrapped. Spotify wrapped. All right, who's going first? Are you asking questions? What, what are we doing? Uh, who is your number one artist? Um, I took... Can I bring it back up? Here we go. Spotify wrapped. And, I mean, can I mute this shit? Uh, see how you listened? Muted. Okay. <laughs> Um, top artists. Let's start you off with a win. <laughs> Which what slide I took a picture is it? of mine. Uh, it's very it's very late. 
Okay, well, here's what I have. Just go all the way to the end and and get that last page. I I will, but I want to play a little bit of music here that it it is so appropriate, my song of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. And I just thought Ashes to Ashes was like the perfect possible song for 2020. Mm -hmm. It was just excellent. What was your song of the year? My song of the year was The Difference by Tokyo Toko Tokyo and Imoy. Wait, hold on. What is the the hell is the name of them? I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. And and (laughs) and uh honestly it's a great one. Um but I, it was it was an odd this Tor, is a, Toro Imoy. Uh, I think were you thinking like Made in Tokyo in your yeah, head or yeah, something yeah, like that? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my song of the year, which is like kind of unremarkable. But um, my artist of the year was Joji. Oh, the, uh, G uh, G Money is going to enjoy that. Yeah, uh, Gino's, Gino. I, I gave him a. I, I sent it to him like immediately, and I was like, "Look what you've done to me." Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. I have my top artists, and. If this does not describe me perfectly in terms of my wide-spanning genre interest, you you read them for the Wait, listeners. Hold on, okay? Because I have a qu- I have a quick question before yeah, we get sure. into artists. Who do you think listen to more music, you or I? Um, probably you. You think? Yeah, I don't know. That if you go to the end, it has your total minutes listened. Uh, here, let me just do that real quick. I'm skipping through. It's muted. Is it the very last one? Yeah. Uh, sorry, ten thousand two hundred and eighteen. I was fifteen thousand three hundred and sixty. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh, and plus, like a lot of the times, if a lot of the listening might have been done in the car on big trips, and we usually are on Tara's phone because mm-hmm. we're usually driving her car, so it's uh, kind of like you know. Tara? T T. What? Check your Spotify rap while we're while we're finishing up this episode. Yeah. She only had nine thousand minutes. Listens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like from a, from a perspective of you know, yes, I was listening, but it was on her phone or yeah. whatever kind of a thing. But um, my artists here, Tommy, read them for the listeners. Alex's number one was David Bowie. Surprisingly, not surprisingly. <laughs> uh, number two, Drake. Number three, The Beach Boys. Number four, Metallica. And number five, Otis Redding. What a uh, just. What a collection. All over the place. And my my badge of honor, you know. Cause What's your you top know, genre? Top genre. That's like, those, that'll cover the top, the the main page. That one I did not take a picture of. It's the very last. It was on that same page. Shit, sorry, man. Where, oh, that was turned down day. Uh, last page, my top genre was rock. Nice. Solid. Yeah, which makes sense because that's what... I mean, he's a hundred different things, but that's what David Bowie would probably be largely categorized as. But uh, what other questions do you have? Um, I didn't have any more questions. Was, your, was yours rap? or <laughs> Mine was hip-hop? pop rap. Pop rap, okay, yeah. Which is like, I, I saw a lot of people had that as their top genre. Because, I mean, like, that's kind of how rap is evolving into it's true. poppy rap. Um, what was your top decade? Oh, uh... 2000s, I think, actually. 1960s nice. was my top decade. Yeah, so my, my top artists were Joji, Tycho, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. then Ty Dolla Sign, Wiz, and Drake. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it, and it's funny because my top songs, because I listen to Ashes to Ashes so much, my top songs are in order for subsequent songs on Scary Monsters and Super Freaks, which is the album that Ashes oh, yeah. and Ashes on. But randomly, Vanilla Fudge, You Keep Me Hanging On, came in at number four. I don't know how that <laughs> snuck in there, but it's pretty great. Yeah, a lot of my top ones were Joji songs from his most recent album. Okay, obviously. what top percent were you in listeners for Joji? For Joji, I think I was top 3%. I was top 0.5%. That is <laughs> insane. Yeah, that is a lot. So That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It, I'm just, uh, I was real pleased. I remember last year I was I was thrilled with my results. and uh, I, I love am, Spotify Wrapped. I think it's, it's so brilliant. It, it is a brilliant idea. It really is. I'm going to play five seconds of my top song because you played five seconds of your top song. So yeah, it wasn't like a Gino, rap song. Gino is so happy right now. No, that's not that. Joji. That was the that was the Toro e Moi song. Oh with, shit, that's right. With that's Flume. Right. My bad. Yeah. Um, hey, Tara. Tara had a a recurring visitor. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tommy, Tara, and I all had Drake. But my favorite one that Tara had on her list, right there. Okay, so my top artists. Uh, number one, Pogo. Two, nice. Elijah Nong. Three, B side. Four, Martin O'Donnell. And five, Michael Salvatore. So, funny story. Pogo is a return artist. genre? It says rock, which means nothing in her list. (laughs) Number four and five, those are both the composers for the Halo music. Oh, nice. Because she went ham on Halo music this year. Pogo was was another... Was he number one last year, too, I think? I'm quite certain he was. And then the other two, Elijah Nong, is like this cool Larry music. And the other one is just some instrumental synthy fun stuff. But yeah, last last year they had all those de- all the decade stuff because it was like the close of the of the two thousand tens. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I which was really neat. Well, I think that wraps our Spotify. Whoa. It wraps our talk on restaurants, and it wraps our tidy little time on movies and music and video games. We touched on everything today. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks for a great slash shitty 2020 off. Yeah, it's I agree. Likewise, here, here. Do you, before before we sign off, do you want to say your low light and your highlight of the year? Highlight quickly by far was our wedding, Tara's and and, and my wedding, and um, low point. Yep, gotta have something. I I'm I know I do. I'm having trouble thinking of something. Do you have yours that you can do real quick? And yeah, I'll... I had my ass surgery. I figured. <laughs> well, that it could be argued that's the best and the worst. <laughs> that remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's the definitely low light. Uh, highlight of the year was uh, probably before COVID even started. I got a big ass raise. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the general this wasn't a specific thing. But the general stress and mental baggage of preparing for the wedding and the financial burden and all that stuff, that was not good to me and Tara on our brains for months. Especially like leading the last month or two up to it was very mentally taxing. Not for us in our relationship. It was just infuriating. Yeah. I have so many more. I have so many more gray hairs sprouting out of my head 
from that entire it's like real m- the months leading up and now that like I was going through like a period of like hair loss kind of because I was so stressed out and now my hair is like regrowing kind of and is not falling out all the time in clumps and I'm seeing more grays everywhere so oh my great entire head. and we're also getting older so my <laughs> wife no longer has alopecia but now she just has gray hair so it's okay <laughs> and on that note <laughs> yeah on that note so goodbye COVID. 